So hey folks, welcome back again to the channel of Higher Realms. This is your host Anish Patel and today I'm gladly welcoming you all to channel of Higher Realms and we are going to be discussing some topics of Sanatana in this particular one and today our guest is totally well versed in all the topics of Sanatana and he has immensely and extensively researched about all the topics of Sanatana and I would gladly welcome Mr. Mananjayan for today's podcast. So Mr. Mananjayan, I would gladly welcome you bro. Thank you so much, Anish. It's my privilege to be at your podcast. So great words, Mr. Mananjayan. So today, as we have a giant guest, so we would like to start this conversation just with some words which are dedicated to Jainism, like some information and some bits about Jainism, because most of my viewers might not be knowing some briefs about Jainism. And even personally, I don't know the brief and depth of the Jainism. So even I would like to engulf the knowledge of Jainism and would like to share this knowledge with you guys too. So Mr. Mananjain, would you like to give a brief of Jainism to us so that we can begin this podcast and go further for our questions? So basically a lot of people have this misconception that Jainism was just started by Mahavir Swami roughly around 2000 or 3000 years ago and it is just a religion born in Kalyug, right? But this is clearly false because Jainism has total 24 Tirthankars and Mahavir Swami is the last Tirthankar, 24th Tirthankar. So how can he found Jainism? Jainism was founded by Bhagwan Rishabh Dev in present time cycle. Bhagwan Rishabh Dev is the first Tirthankar of this present time cycle, right? And again, I am saying he founded, not invented. There is a difference between founding something and inventing something. Jainism has no beginning and no end and Jainism is... Sanatan Dharma. Sanatan means which that which which has no beginning and no end. So Jainism is also Sanatan Dharma. It has no beginning and no end. And let me explain you how. Bhagwan Rishabdev founded Jainism in this time cycle. But let me tell you one by one like who are Jains? Jains are those who worship Tirthankars, who worship Jinn. Those are called Jains. Jinn is Jinendra Jitendra Jinone Apni Indriyoko Jeet Liyao. Those are Tirthankars. And Tirthankars means they have achieved the state of Kevala Gyan, Supreme Knowledge, Samyak Darshan, Right View, Samyak Gyan, Right Knowledge, Samyak Charitra, Right Conduct. And they have crossed the ocean of birth and death to achieve Moksha. And they have achieved the Moksha. And they have showed this part to others as well. Jains worship them. And that's why they are called Jains, those who worship Jin, Tirthankars, basically. So, Bhagwan Rishabh Dev is considered as the first Tirthankar who founded Jainism in this present time cycle and he is also considered as an avatar of Vishnu in Bhagavad Purana and Vishnu Purana. Although he is not considered as an avatar of Vishnu in Jainism, but the main fact here is that he is, at least he is mentioned in the scriptures of both Hinduism and Jainism, right? And he is even considered as an historical figure by ASI. Now, let me explain you the concept of time cycle. Just like in Hinduism, there is Satyug, Treta, Dwapar and Kalyug and currently Kalyug is going on. Then Pralai will happen and again Satyug will come and this time cycle will go on and on. Similarly, in Jainism, the time cycle is divided into two half cycles. Each half cycle contains six eras and the first time cycle contains first to sixth in ascending order. So currently fifth era is going on, Pancham Kal Chal Rai, Jain Dharm Ke Mutabik. Or secondly, Avasarpini Kal, it is called Avasarpini Kal from 1st to 6th in ascending order. Then after Avasarpini Kal Chakra is completed, Uttasarpini Kal Chakra happens. That is from 6 to 1 in descending order, in reverse order. So 1 Avasarpini, 1 to 6 in reverse order, 6 to 1 era. 
and uttar sarbini and that is how one time cycle one kal chakra is completed and there have been infinite kal chakras in which there were different tirthankars in the past okay and in future there will be new tirthankars in the new time cycle so this cycle will go on and on and that's why jainism is sanatan dharma it has no beginning and no end now when bhagwan rishabdev founded jainism that is the concept of jainism like concept means eternal truth like satya ahimsa अनेकांतवाद अपरिग्रह अस्थेय ब्रह्मचर्य देन सम्यक दर्शन सम्यक ज्ञान सम्यक चरित्र ऑल दीज आर शाश्वत सत्य इटर्नल ट्रूथ दैट्स वाई आई से दैट भगवान ऋषभदेव डिडेंट इन्वेंटेड समथिंग ही जस्ट रियलाइज द ट्रूथ he achieved that state and he showed the path to others also if someone non jain wants to consider him as an avatar of vishnu then also bhagwan vishnu himself is unborn right so by that definition also if someone wants to consider him as an incarnation of vishnu by that definition also jainism is eternal and secondly jainism and hinduism both agrees on the fact that yes soul is unborn soul itself has no beginning and no end so how can someone say that jainism is just a new born religion when it is just showing the real truth the eternal and universal truth hinduism and jainism both are sanatan dharma it has no beginning and no end so that's why i call both of them as sanatan dharma that which is eternal really great information and a really great explanation by you mr nanjayan and yeah this was actually a really great brief of jainism and i guess most of the people might have got a really good knowledge about jainism and i guess we are good to go for the next conversation because as my questions are dedicated really very much for the jainism and some related to hinduism too so i would just wanted to clarify some of the information of jainism and some rituals too so now getting further ahead in our conversation so would you like to say that how jainism buddhism and hinduism are interlinked between each other because i guess we just learn to hear that these three religions are none other than the same so why do you think that people currently to some of the people to be precise make the difference between these two religions and would you like to even get some proofs of how are these three religions interlinked so would you like to explain about this okay so in jain dharm the 22nd tirthankar bhagwan shri neminath is considered as cousin brother of shri krishna yes lord krishna as per jain scriptures so this is one connection secondly the biggest connection which i think is bhagwan rishabdev because bhagwan rishabdev is the first tirthankar of jain dharm and he is also mentioned in the scriptures of hinduism the scriptures like bhagavat purana and vishnu purana he is considered as vishnu avatar although there are differences in jainism like as per jain dharm rishabdev bhagwan is not considered as vishnu's avatar but the main fact here is that he is mentioned in the scriptures of both the religion so that is one connection and coming to the buddhism contrary to popular belief that gautam buddha is also an vishnu avatar but there is one theory that vishnu avatar buddha is different from the popular gautam buddha so there are two buddhas because the name of gautam buddha's mother and that of vishnu avatar buddha's avatar mother is different so there are theories that there may be two different buddhas also ramayana mahabharat is mentioned in the scriptures of buddhism and jainism as well so you can see like there are connections and as per jain scriptures 21 tirthankars are considered from the ikshvaku dynasty 
yes that dynasty from which lord ram belonged to so you can see that there are connections there are relations between all the three religions that is jainism hinduism and buddhism and all these three religions are indian these are bhartiya religions and they are together called as sanatan because sanatan means that which is eternal okay so that was the point how uh, jainism buddhism and sanatana are actually interlinked so coming back to our main topic of sanatana i would like to discuss some briefs about ramayana because as i just went through your profile so i just learned that you are really well versed in ramayana too so would you like to just give some brief of some ideologies of ramayana and also i would like to ask another question that is i guess you might have heard many of the different versions of ramayana while you were researching on this topic that is in valmiki ramayana we get some different topics to discuss and in tulsidas ramayana we get some of those topics but twisted in their own language and in their own manner and there are many many things which we can bifurcate on the tulsidas ramayana valmiki ramayana and many other versions of ramayana too would you like to give your take on it see there are some changes like in buddhist ramayana dasharath is the king of banaras and not ayodhya in this ramayana ravan meets a bodhisattva but see there are more than 300 versions of ramayana and there are huge differences between even even between tulsidas ramayana and valmiki ramayana so like one more difference i can say as per in jain ramayana ravan wears a necklace and in that necklace his head is getting reflected 10 times because of the 10 beads on the necklace and in jain ramayana lord hanuman is not a monkey he is a very handsome man very strong and a very handsome man and vanar here means van mein rehne wale nar matlab jungle man you can say forest man so you can see that there are differences but the basic story line is same like lord ram rescued his wife sita from the clutches of ravan this is the basic story line which is similar or same in almost every ramayana only in detailing they are very different one difference i remember between tulsidas and valmiki ramayana is as we have seen in the tv serial that lord ram is killing ravan by piercing his navel right but this is as per tulsidas ramayana while according to valmiki ramayana lord ram shot arrow at ravan's chest and pierced his heart so this is the difference and there are many more differences between tulsidas ramayana and valmiki ramayana so as i have told earlier that the basic story line is same but in detailing they are very different the all the 300 versions are different from each other there are ramayans from south indian kampans ramayan then southeast asian ramayans thailand's ramayan is thai version of ramayan and in you know in thailand ramayan is the national book in thailand it is called ramakeen so this is the case then there is one kashmiri ramayan according to that when lord ram is told to go to vanvas at that time dasharath cries so much that he literally becomes blind that he cries so much that his eyes is filled of so many tears that he literally gets blind then we have adbhut ramayan in that ramayan sita is ravan's daughter but even ravan didn't knew that she is his daughter and there was one curse that ravan's own daughter will be the cause for his downfall so this is the story as per adbhut ramayan then we have even muslim ramayan so now this muslim version of ramayan i am telling just as per the informative point of view so it's not to offend anyone just giving information that as per muslim ramayan the basic story line is the same but the characters like lord ram then ravan all these are following islamic religion and they are praying to allah so this is the case and the muslim ramayan is known as mapilla ramayan 
and it was written by the muslims living in kerala around some centuries ago uh, these are the ramayans then as i've told that there are south east asian ramayans like thai version of ramayan then malaysian ramayan then sri lankan version of ramayan then the swamvar many of us have heard that there was one swamvar in which lord ram came and lift the bow and then won sita's hand in marriage but as per valmiki ramayan there is no mention of swamvar there is the description of like lord ram breaking the bow of lord shiva but the whole swamvar thing in which all the kings are invited and ravan also was invited and tried to lift the bow but he couldn't this detail is in tulsidas ramayan but it is not mentioned in the valmiki ramayan in valmiki ramayan it is just casual talk between janak and i think lord ram's guru vishwamitra and janak is telling him that many of the kings have tried but no one couldn't lift the bow so can you do and then lord ram just lifted the bow and broke it and then won goddess sita's hand in marriage but swamvar is mentioned in tulsidas ramayan then lakshman reka it is very popular but it is not mentioned in valmiki ramayan it is clearly absent in valmiki ramayan but it is mentioned in other ramayan so these are the differences as i have told that in detailing they are different the basic storyline is the same well man these versions of ramayana i guess i just heard about these ramayana versions for the first time in my life and to be honest these versions of ramayana are really fascinating and as much you get dig deeper inside it you are going to learn so many different topics and new things related to this ramayana and yeah i guess there are many versions of ramayana but the main one is valmiki's ramayana so that being said i guess that's it for today's podcast mr manan jain so thank you very much for being in this podcast and sharing your valuable knowledge with all of us and yeah the knowledge which you shared about ramayana was really fascinating and amazing so we would be awaiting make another podcast with you so till then keep sharing knowledge and hope so that you just liked the podcast so share it with your loved ones thank you so much and jai shri ram